You're listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. We're back this week with another episode with Golden Harvest agronomist Brad Cook. Today, we're talking about harvest, what we're seeing and hearing as early yield reports come in, and we talk about the relationship between yield, test weight, and moisture, and the various factors that affect them. Here is our conversation. All right, today we are back with uh, Golden Harvest agronomist Brad Cook, and we are talking harvest issues and and what we're seeing as the combines start rolling out here in the field. So, Brad, why don't you fill us in? You had told me you've been on a recent corn tour. So what are you seeing out there? What are you hearing as the first yield results are coming in? Yeah, good afternoon, Justin. Um, Been on a corn tour here this this week across, really across... uh, uh, Western Indiana, Southern Illinois, um, into Missouri. We will um, continue that into Central Illinois and Iowa next week. Um, overall, um, yields are good, but definitely overall below expectations. And for a number of reasons that we've already talked about in past past episodes, um, we finished this crop too fast. Um, meaning um, it's nest quick, too quick, and we shut down the plant uh, prematurely uh, for several reasons, including disease, like tar spot, lack of nitrogen, and just uh, lack of, of moisture in some cases. Um, we finished pretty dry here. So um, no disasters, but no, no records um, at this point that I'm seeing. I, I will say southern illinois corn is is really good um it may rival central illinois as far as some of the yields per, you know that come out of those counties so <clears throat> they picked up a lot more rain down there than we did here through uh central illinois okay now what we are hearing in our area as early um reports come in is you know of course we did have tar spot you can definitely tell what's diseased and dead and as a result of that we're hearing results uh, or hearing reports of a uh, l- lot of low test weight. So that kind of transitions in, into a conversation about test weight. Um, kind of ex- explain to me, you know, test weight for dummies. W- what is test weight and how is that different than yield? Yeah, so let's just first <clears throat> simply define test test weight. Um, what that is, that is a volumetric measure. So that's a volume measure and it's really was established as a quality measure decades ago by the grain trade. And so what test weight is by definition is how much corn basically fits into a quart volume container. um, And it takes 37.25 quarts to make a 56 pound um, bushel. So it's, it goes back to how much volume the corn takes up to, to make that 56 pound bushel. So um, there is correlation to yield, but it's there's there's other factors that I'll explain here. So <clears throat> low test weight doesn't always mean low yield. Um, but in this case, this year, we we're seeing a little bit of that correlation. So <clears throat> let's go now and define kernel weight. 
which is different than test weight. So kernel weight is your final measure of yield. So you've got plant stands, you've got rows around kernels long, and then you've got the density or the weight of that kernel. Um, and that's established from the size of that kernel, you know, around that R, R4 to, to dense stage. And then the density or the weight of that kernel then is established in, in the dense stage that lasts 20 to 25 days. And so <clears throat> ideally, you, the, you have a large window to fill that kernel with, with weight. And essentially what you're doing is plants taking sugars, sending it <clears throat> through the plant and converting that to dense starch in the kernel. And so the more starch is packed in the kernel, the heavier it's going to be. And so <clears throat> you think of, we, we talk in, you know, yield formulas, it's how many kernels it takes to make a bushel, a 56 pound bushel. So the common formula is, is or we usually use 85,000 to 90,000 kernels to make a bushel <clears throat> in years where you have good fill, it can be 70 to 75,000 kernels to make a 56 pound bushel. So, and that's a huge swing from 70,000 kernels to make a bushel to 90,000 kernels to make a bushel. It's about six, that's about 60 bushels per acre. Um, so that it, it's a big deal. And so anytime you shut down the plant prematurely due to heat, disease, lack of nutrients, you don't get those high kernel weights. And so that then translates into part of your test weight measure. So again, test weight is how much how much weight can you pack in, in a given volume volumetric measure. And so weight is a portion of that. But uh, over about half of test weight is then the shape of the kernel, the size of the kernel, and the slickness uh, of the endosperm, the, 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 the coat of the kernel. How <clears throat> if they're slick and pack in there together. So you can have very high yielding corn, but depending on the kernel type and, and roughness and such, you, you can have just an average test weight. So that's a little bit of the of the definition between the two. They are two very distinctly different definitions that are partially correlated to each other. Mm-hmm. But so an example might be we have a, a number 14 and 11, very high yielding number. It's a good number. You know, we'd, we'd love to see it on highly productive ground and it's going to be a rock star. But it's test weight because of these factors of how the kernel is shaped and how it packs together might might never be the highest test weight number on the farm, even though it's a very good yielding number. Yeah, that that product's a, an excellent example in our lineup where that thing could top the plot. You know, it could be making a 300 bushel, you know, field average, probably not this year um, <laughs> due to the way we, we finish, but and never have 60 pound test weight because of the way the, the, the kernel architecture and the, and that, that product has, you know, kind of a rougher kernel on the top where it dents and it's just never going to pack together to, to, to make that, that, uh, that high test weight. So that's why, again, it, it's, it's, it's not directly correlated, um, you know, as far as kernel weight and, and test weight, it, it's, it's a part of it, but, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not directly correlated. Because an example I read on the flip side is let's talk about popcorn. 
it's more dense than field corn, and it has a test weight of like 65 uh, pounds, but popcorn doesn't, you're not going to yield, get 250, 270 bushels per acre of popcorn. The popcorn yield is going to be lower than field corn, but it has a higher test weight. Uh, it's a great example. And in some cases, it's about it's about half of high yielding, you know, field corn. So, but it, but again, 65 pound test weight. And so you think about popcorn, you know, little bitty kernels, really slick. And what what do they do? They they pack together into a into a quart jar really really densely. You know you can get a lot in there, and that's why it's high. It's that's why it's high test weight, yield weight. You know everybody. We got to remember today we sell weight per acre. Um, we're not we're not selling on a volumetric measure. <clears throat> the grain trade has kept that volumetric measure as a way. It's a it's a quality measure. So what they don't want is you bringing in a bunch of 50 pound test weight corn, because what does that do? That fills up their, the storage um, much more rapidly than, than say 60 pound test weight corn. So, you know, number one, uh, yell, uh, yell, um, number one yellow corn is that's your 56 pound um, grade. You, you, you drop down to number two yellow corn at, at 54 pound test weight. There's still no dock, but you get below that 54 pound, and that's where they start docking you a few cents, because essentially you're, you're you're taking up more storage. So that that's where, you know, test weight I guess can could get into somebody's pocket, if you will. But again, you you, you could the popcorn example is perfect because you could be pulling out 62 pound test weight corn, and it's yielding you know, 50 bushels less than, than your 56 pounds of sweet corn. Mm-hmm. But this year with the corn that, that died early, we, we killed it too early. We didn't get that fill, that good kernel weight. And that kernel weight is a part of the low test weight. So this year we are seeing low test weights and potentially lower yields also. It, it, exactly. So two things for this year, um, you, you just explained the one. So <clears throat> we did have a, we, we did have a fast fill. Um, we ha- and that, that goes back to the diseases that came in late, tar spot, southern rust, northern corn leaf blight. <clears throat> uh, and, and really, some of those didn't come in late. They, they came in too early um, and shut plants down. Um, I even saw fields that had been sprayed with quality fungicides that, you know, tar spot, you know, was, was still prevalent. Um, and I, another thing is we're seeing some big genetic differences in tar spot. Nobody's really rated for that because it's such a new disease. Um, I will brag a little bit on our lineup. Um, our, our Several of our golden harvest hybrids are looking really resilient against tar spot. Um, so that, so that's, that's good to know because that, 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 <clears throat> that disease is here now. The inoculum's here. We're, growers are going to have to start dealing or going to have to deal with this from, from here on out. Um, and so genetics is going to be a piece of that puzzle. <clears throat> and if you've got hybrids that don't tolerate it, you may seriously be looking at double fungicide applications in the future to, to manage yield. So, so again, um, that, and just the, just this, I mean, you know, today is not too bad, but you know, we've been in 90 degree weather here for, for several weeks off and on. And, um, we, we're just, oh, you're not going to see the kernel weights, that, that 70,000 kernel, you know, w- 
kernels per bushel. You're not going to see that this year. Um, and that's why yields are off a little bit. Um, and again, it's, that'll translate in, into the test weight. The other, the second piece is guys <clears throat> are taking out corn wetter than normal, um, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, just due to the standability. So again, when you shut down corn prematurely, <clears throat> it will try to rob from it from itself to, to finish the fill. And it, it certainly did. And so there's standability issues and guys are going out early to get <clears throat> to deal with that. <clears throat> the other thing is there's, there's been a lot of talk about phantom yield loss, which we'll, we'll get into here in a moment. Um, so guys are going out earlier than normal. Corn's a little wetter. That's another piece that lowers your test, that makes test weights appear lower. So there is a, exactly an inverse relationship between test weight and moisture. And again, it goes back to how much can you pack into a quart container. <clears throat> so when you got wet, you know, fluffy, uh, moist kernels, they're not going to pack. And so your, your test weight at taking it out at 25% versus 15% <clears throat> is going to be a, a big swing, probably to five to seven pounds of, of test weight difference. So I know guys that are taking corn out at 25%. It's coming, it's coming at 50 to 53 pound test weight. <clears throat> Everybody's kind of freaking out. Well, when you drop, when that, when you dry that down, you'll raise that. Um, and there is a formula to, to do that, Justin, mm-hmm. um, to you'll, you'll gain test weight as you dry and inherent just simply because, you're making the kernels slicker to and 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 pack more. So just because it's a low test weight doesn't mean it's inferior corn. Because as you dry it, that test weight will increase. You're just taking a snapshot of this is what it is at this moisture at this point in time. And you, you can do it. the math to equivalent at 15% corn, your test weight will will actually be up there 50, you know, 56, 58, whatever it may be. But at this moisture, because of the the because of the moisture. This is what it is right now. Yep. Exactly. So Exactly. Okay. Well, so you mentioned phantom yield loss. So so in, in my instance, I've got a field right now. It's a 10L16. I know it's a, a high yielding number. It's going, it, you know, should do very well for me. Uh, it's currently half to three quarter uh, milk line. You know, so black layer is, is what, 30% moisture? Roughly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when it black layers, you know, then I can start to think, okay, where are we at as far as dry down? When when should I start picking it? So um, one piece of the puzzle is guys are out there early due to harvest logistics and wanting to get as much done as possible while the weather's nice, we have longer days, that type of thing. Also, standability, ear dropping, down corn, um, that's a significant factor. But for this conversation, let's set that aside and talk about phantom loss. If all other things are equal, if you pick corn in the mid-20s moisture compared to letting it dry down in the field at 16, 17, 18, let's say, why why would yields be different running the combine through the field at those two moisture percents? It's a great question. Um, you know, there there really hasn't been a, just a, a, a ton of research around this. It's It's been more of an observation over the, you know, over the last decade. And now, now research is going on, um, around this topic. For example, we internally within Golden Harvest, we have a research trial all wrapped around this. We don't have the results yet. Um, but I think I know what, 
what we're what we're going to get. Um, <clears throat> some of the Farm Journal research agronomists um, have done some studies here the last two, maybe even three years, um, and have published some articles on it and um, and proven it's real. And, you know, in, in the past, I, everybody's kind of seen it. You, you go out and you open up a field and you come back and you know it's 10 to 20 bushels from where you started and the, the, the yield maps a different color and you're going what in the world and i'll be honest without again i i've kind of got to have data to to make up my mind um i always attributed it to you know uh, weather weather perils whether that's wind whether that you know whether that was wildlife, you know, raccoons, deer, um, then certainly mechanical um, losses. And, you know, I, I rode enough combines in my life to, to watch, you know, corn ears explode at 50, 15% on the header. And so, so a part of that, you know, mechanical losses maybe a part, is definitely a part of that. And <clears throat> I guess I used to attribute most of it to that. But what they've shown through research um is that that kernel is essentially still alive at black layer. So when you black layer, <clears throat> that kernel's not dead. It's still, it's a living organism. And until you heat it to death or freeze it into, <laughs> you know, incubation mode, um, it's a living organism. You know, it's got an embryo. That, that kernel is ready to develop into an organism, you know, again, uh, once planted. So, you got to remember that. And so knowing that, <clears throat> they, that kernels, uh, the, the processes internally in that, in that kernel are burning starch. You're, it literally eats itself from the inside out. It, that kernel is, is, has metabolic processes going on, which requires what's called respiration, cellular respiration. <clears throat> and that takes, that takes energy. Um, and so, the only way, you know, the, the, the plant can get that energy from several different ways, right? Photosynthesis and nutrients and um, the kernel doesn't have any way to get it besides itself. And so what they've shown is that it actually eats itself um, alive from 30, per, you know, if you, as you leave it out there. Um, so it's, it's quite substantial that they've shown for the last two years um, around 15 bushels per acre difference. Um from leaving it out there from, I believe, 30 percent to 20, 27, 28 percent to, to that 18 percent mark. So, man, you can dry a lot of corn for 15 bushels per acre, Justin. Yeah. Now, Brad, you don't know this because you're on the road. I'm sitting in, a, in our studio and I've actually have that Farm Journal article pulled up and it's as if you're reading, reading it. What's in front of me Um uh, it's Farm Journal field agronomist Missy Bauer, and and I'll just read her quote here from the article. It says that kernel, just like you said, Brad, is going to remain alive until we kill it with heat. When you dry it down in your dryer to fifteen percent, that's when we're killing it. At that point, when the crop remains in the field, it's burning itself up, so to speak, with respiration. That's the concept of phantom yield loss. So ex exactly what you just said, and yeah, they're saying. Early harvest to late harvest, there's anywhere, you know, depend in 2019, there was 15 bushel gain picking wet corn. In 2020, they saw a 10 and a half bushel increase. You you got it. Threw you a tough question, but you you were right on it. It um, I really am impressed with, with the work they did there. And um, and again, I'll be 
I'm, I'm highly curious for our internal uh, research trials to come out and see what uh, <clears throat> what we find if if that if that yield correlates. So um, it's something that's really surprised me. Um, you know, I guess we <clears throat> something you don't really think about that that kernel is, is is still alive. It's it's still an organism until you essentially kill it. So um, you know, so you couple that 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 rest for that burning itself alive process and you couple that especially in western illinois with rodents right <clears throat> deer and coons and you get wind events and then the combine sh- you know uh butt shelling man it adds up so you know there's been lots of elevators here this past week you know have half price drying and i'll tell you what i think that's that's uh, something that a guy needs to really take advantage of um, now knowing all this. Mm-hmm. But according to Farm Journal, you know, running the numbers, a guy could pay two, three, four cents per percent and still come out ahead picking co- corn in the mid 20s. Yeah. So you don't even need the half price drying. That's just gravy, gravy on top. But um, I know it's hard to see that that <clears throat> that moisture dock, but um Yield pays for it. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is to keep in mind, if it is too wet, your test weight might be low enough that you might see a dock there as well. That That is a good consideration. Um, probably anything over 25% delivered may, may result in a, in a small test weight dock. But, but again, you got to <clears throat> do the math that you know, 15 bushels at $5, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so that's corn, and that kind of wraps up that conversation. Uh, what are you hearing from any beans that have come out? Very preliminary numbers. I've I've I've, I've had some yields from some two sevens and two eights that have been cut, um, and that were early planted and running in the upper seventies, um, which is which is really good. I but again, the way we finished here. I just I don't th- think we're going to see these 80 and 90 bushel um, soybean yields that we've you know may have experienced in the past with with highly managed soybeans. Um, I could I could be surprised, and we may get a few of those, but I I think the expectation needs set that they're going to be off a little bit as well. Um, it just goes back to how we're finishing here in, in a hot and dry environment. So these diseases like uh, tar spot and everything else, you know, the heat really affected the corn, you know, that we're seeing not a record yield for beans, but but overall, you could expect bean yields to be be better than what we're seeing with corn, different factors. Yeah, no, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think we have a, uh, a, a very subpar soybean crop, but I, again, I just don't think it's a record either. Um It'll be interesting as we get into these group threes and later threes that um, to see how they how they how they do. Um, but uh, for the most part, guys have been hammering on some early corn and um, just get next week. will be just getting started on gonna be a lot of beans ready next week. I think guys will be switching over too. so <clears throat> we'll get a lot more um, yields next week. We ha- took out our, the first corn plot. Uh, Golden Harvest corn plot in in the West Central Illinois Territory this week. Uh, yields range from from 240 to upper 270s, and that was on 
extremely good ground around Lincoln, Illinois, but uh, uh, high, highly managed. So I manage you're going to the, the fungicide and, and different, as we've discussed all year, Justin, the, the different management practices are going to really show the swings and yield. 15 J 91s, the golden harvest number to beat that, that won the plot. If we're looking, if we're talking about the same plot that, yeah, 277. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> that product's turning out to be a rock star. It's, uh, um, I think you're going to see it at the top of, of, of many plots. Cool. Well, we are excited to see the, the data as it comes in here in the coming weeks. And that takes care of everything I had on, on my end for us to talk about. Did you have any other things you wanted to leave the listeners with? Just be safe out there. Um, it's hot and dry. I, you know, combine fires and everybody gets in a hurry. Um, just be safe. Um, we all get in a hurry and uh, things can happen. So I'd hate to hear any anything like that, <clears throat> especially when it when it comes to kids. I got four four boys and I farm a little bit on the side. And one thing I'm going to be very vigilant on this year is um, is safety, safety around the combine. So um, leave you, leave you with that and um, have a good week and good weekend. We'll uh, we'll report back. Uh, more yields next week all right thank you for listening to today's episode we hope that you found it helpful like brad said as we gear up with harvest activity please stay safe out there in the coming weeks we'll be recording more episodes as yield data continues to come in and we see what's out there we are heritage ag solutions helping you leave a legacy that lasts We'll catch you next time.